And I just kind of went with my gut and I just said, you know what, let's do it. So that specific service, my business is the only one in in my city that offers that. Welcome to the Credible Brand Podcast, where we sit down with successful small business owners who are celebrating a major milestone anniversary. Join your host, Lindsay Wigfield, as we explore the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, share stories of overcoming challenges, and uncover valuable insights on building a credible brand that stands the test of time. Thank you for joining us on the Credible Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Wigfield. Today's guest had dreamed of opening her own salon since she was a little girl. She's now celebrating the five-year anniversary of achieving that dream. She loves helping people feel confident with their appearance, and she does that partly by making them feel comfortable coming to her for all their beauty needs. She now also trains other beauty professionals on her technique with the Eyebrow Waxing Masterclass. Please welcome Brenda Benuelos, owner of Brenda's Beauty Bar. Hi, Brenda. Thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to talking to you. Looking forward to talking to you too. Thank you for having me. Can you share the story of how you started your cosmetology business and what inspired you to become a licensed cosmetologist in the first place? I knew in high school, my freshman year in high school, that I wanted to one day have this like massive hair studio, hair salon, and just that's what I envisioned. Fast forward to about 10 years later, I opened my own business after starting off at a franchise where I built my clientele for about three years. From there, it's it's just this type of job that I do, you really connect with people and you build relationships. So like when I first branched out on my own, a lot of the people that I seen for years followed me and continue to follow me now being five years in business. It's been awesome. Excellent. And you decided to focus or hone in on waxing, right? Crazy. Yes. <laughs> what made you uh, choose that as your area of focus? So when I was about 15 years old, my mom bought me my own little like microwave wax that you go buy like at your beauty supply store, which I don't recommend to even try waxing yourself at home because it is a hot mess for sure. And I just always found it so fascinating, so satisfying, probably not to people getting the service done, but for me, I'm just, whoa, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the transformational aspect. Oh, 100%. And it's so cool because like a lot of times people want like instant results and it's like, there it is. That's a quick instant result right there. Yes. In the past five years, have you, what sort of key milestones or achievements come to mind? In the last five years, I initially never wanted to have employees or I just always wanted to like work by myself. I have taught people how to do the type of business that I do. Um, I've helped people open up their own like salons. I teach people to do what I do. And now I have employees I'm now hiring. And I feel like that is like a big milestone. Huge. Because I, like I said, I never thought I would want to expand. I I was somebody in like a little a hole in the wall that like nobody knew of. And now like in the city that that I I work in, like 
I waxed or worked with at least like 20, if not 30% of like people in this town. So I feel like I've kind of made a name for myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. When it comes to hiring, do you have any tips or advice for other business owners? Yes. Do your research. Make sure you talk to as many people as you can. Ask the right questions. See what people's intentions are because some people have good intentions. Some people are just kind of here to learn from you, then leave. You know, that would be one of my biggest, I guess, advice. And also hiring mentors to teach you how to do things right. Because the last thing you want to do is hire someone, not pay them correctly or whatever. And that's, you could get into big trouble with that. So do all the right things. Gotcha. About mentors, do you have any advice for finding the right mentor? I feel like, yes, when you're looking for a mentor, you want to look for somebody who's in the position you want to be in, who's already been through all the possible things that you might be going through or you will be going through. That's really important because anybody can say they're a mentor of something, but they have nothing to show for it. So definitely uh, look for, uh, there's a mentor for just about everything in business and just everywhere. So I think whoever you're looking at, just, just kind of see how they work, see how their business is, or if you want to somewhat like walk the same footsteps, I think it's important to, to just know and see what, if they could walk the walk and talk the talk, you know? Yeah. Someone who's a few steps ahead of you. Yeah, for sure. Can you describe your signature style or approach when it comes to providing beauty services to your clients? What do you do differently? What do I do differently? I'm just myself in the way I do business. I'm not super like CEO, super serious, super like business. No, I just come in and I hang out. Literally, I come to work and I just feel like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends all day all day, all day. Um, and it's just the the experience you give to somebody, especially for something like what I do is so intimate. A lot of people go and get beauty services done and, you know, they just kind of like vent and like let go. And I like to tell people that people are more real with their beauty providers than they are to their friends to their spouses, to even their therapists. Like we know more than like your therapist knows, you know, like I know you're not telling your therapist every single thing you just told me, you know? So it's, it's that bond. It's that connection you make with people that I feel that really, I guess I stand out. Yeah, I agree. I tell my hairstylist everything. (laughs) See what I mean? He knows all my secrets. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) See, (laughs) I like your, your website also make somebody immediately feel pretty comfortable booking because you're talking about a no judgment zone where something like waxing is, like you said, very intimate, very personal. And then opening up, I think you make a, a joke about being your therapist or therapy is expensive. Uh-huh. 100%. So come and, come yeah. and chat um, I, with me. I need to put that in my resume. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm also a therapist. Do you, what percentage of your business is repeat customers, would you say? About 80%. And how have you grown that list? What, I guess, are there any tactics that 
you would recommend for from when you just started out to how you maintain the repeat customers? Is it just something simple like asking them to book their next appointment while they're currently in their appointment or? Yeah, a lot of times. So like in what I teach, how to like build your clientele, you show up, you show up every day, you are consistent. Word of mouth. Word of mouth is like probably one of my number one uh, ways of getting people in the door. Word of mouth, social media, advertising. But honestly, I can I can really say that pre-booking and word of mouth has been what has grown my business. When I first started as a as a business owner, I like I said, I didn't know anybody in this town where I live. And I ran a couple uh, ads through Yelp, which were very expensive, but I did gain clientele from that. I don't think I retained most of them. However, through word of mouth from them, people leaving reviews, a lot of people will come in and tell me, oh, I just looked you up on Google. I looked you up on Yelp and you've had the best reviews. So that also is something I guess I can say I'm kind of proud of. I have three different platforms where people can like find me and book me. And I want to say I have at least over 200 plus five-star reviews. So I think a lot of people base their judgment off of that as well. Yeah. Especially if they're brand new and looking for a new, new service. How did you get so many reviews? Sometimes I don't even ask some. So at the end of like my services, I send people a receipt, even when they ask me not to send them a receipt, I do because it sends them a link. If you loved your service, please leave me a review. I would love that. That's awesome. That's how it's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great approach. And it's also something that I'm not like too pushy on, you know, like some people are like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm just like, I also offer people like a $10 off your next service. If you do leave like a review in any of the platforms, I'd take it off of their service just to say thank you. An extra bonus. Yeah. How do you stay up to date on the latest trends, techniques, products in your industry? I like to go to trade shows. I like to network with other like estheticians in my area. A lot of uh, estheticians like just kind of nationwide really I recently invested in a machine for my business that was over $26,000. And and I just kind of went with my gut and I just said, you know what, let's do it. So that specific service, my business is the only one in in my city uh, that offers that, which is also a plus. So yeah, I like to go to trade shows, learn, take people's courses, maybe if it's something I already know, but someone else teaches it different or does it different. So I just like to learn just really, I'm always learning. I'm always open to learn. I like to listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I always tell people always be a student. Always. There's always something to learn. It's definitely important. And speaking of courses, you offer a course to other beauty professionals. That's an eyebrow waxing masterclass. Can you tell me about how you added that to your offerings and um, how did you pick that topic? Yeah. And the city I work in is Tracy in California. It's a super small little commuter town. So a lot of people are just kind of passing by and I have pretty much made a name for myself because a lot of people know me as the brow girl, the brow girl in Tracy. 
I've mastered the skill and I, with just my master, my eyebrow class, I've uh, helped a couple people open a business like the one I run. So even just taking a small little class can really open up like a new pathway. So I started teaching what I do and it's, it's so much fun because I get to watch people come in and not know what they're doing, or maybe they know what they're doing, but just kind of want to learn a new technique, a new, anything, any new advice they can probably get. That kind of goes back to the question you just asked me, like, how do you keep up with trends and stuff? Well, kind of same with the people that take my class, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like the topic was also a kind of gut decision that you felt like it was the right kind of course to offer? Yeah. Yeah. I could, I can teach it just with flying colors. Like I just, I'm so passionate about it that I'm willing to teach even yourself. <laughs> nice. I can teach you how to do a good eyebrow. I'll add that to my resume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain a healthy work-life balance when you, as business owners, we're kind of, we can easily get sucked into work, working all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm very specific on my time that I'm doing business and like home and life and stuff. I make sure every single day I start off with uh, working out and I never miss breakfast. So that is my like non-negotiation. Like that's, that's just what it is at work. I work and I give myself till, I don't know, maybe about 5 PM sometimes longer. Cause like you said, we're business owners and we just get sucked into work and it just, go down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. And it's easy, I imagine, too, to if you have a really good client or yeah, one of your favorite clients who asks if you have any availability on a day that you requested off or something, it might be easy to be like, oh, yeah, I can squeeze you in. You know, with the type of work that I do, it's so easy to come to work because I love what I do. And I, like I said, I just come in and I feel like I'm just hanging out. Not only am I just kind of hanging out, but I'm also getting paid for it. And in the last five years, I've learned to create boundaries with myself, with work, with my clients, with my employees, with just everything, everybody, everyone has a boundary. Yes. (laughs) And I'm I'm more strict with myself now because before someone would text me at like midnight, like, Hey, do you have an opening tomorrow at 10 AM? Like, actually I do. So I'm going to text you back at midnight, you know? So now I'll see it say it's not midnight, but some somewhere later in my after work hours and I'll just text them back tomorrow. Yeah. As where before I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to make sure I get every email, every text message, every phone call. And now I'm like, Wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you've yeah. also set up some automations that where they can book online, where you don't need to be the one responding. They can find the 10 a.m. appointment and go ahead and book themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And it just makes it easier on both parties. Like we're not going back and forth, like, oh, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Like it just right. They it's I I programmed my business to be um super easy to understand and like for people to uh, book online and make it super user-friendly. So yeah, I've tried. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. How do you maintain strong relationships with your clients? I boundaries one, 
where uh, we both respect each other and our time. And also, as we were talking earlier, just the bond and the trust that we build, they know like they're not going to be judged here whatsoever and they can just be themselves. So I feel like creating a safe space for people has been how I got in those like uh, strong connections with my clients. Do you ever connect with them on social media or do you find most of your clients follow you on social media? A little bit of both. I'm very selective on who I follow and who I don't because I'm a believer of proximity is power. So like whoever you like see or whoever you have like yourself surrounded by, you know, you kind of just the vibes rub off on you. And so some people are a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> no taken. If any listeners follow you and you don't follow them back, you might be a crazy yeah, one. <laughs> It's funny because a lot of people will come into their appointments and they'll be like, you don't follow me on Instagram. You didn't like my stuff. And I'm like, I know, I know. My my excuse, my excuse is, oh, I just don't follow a lot of people. When really like- Hopefully they're I, not I listening follow. to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your secret's out. <laughs> oh, dang it. Cut this part out. <laughs> so speaking of social media, when you- started your business up until now, you've been running your own channel completely on your own. Mm -hmm. What have you done differently when you first started versus now when it comes to your online presence? For literally just this year, I stopped having my social media, I guess, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, Because for me, it was kind of hard to like show, not necessarily show up, but show up because I had to is where I was like, okay, this day I'm going to post this. And the next day I'm going to post like a filler. And then the next day I'm going to post like a video and another filler and this and that. And there was days where I wanted to post things and I'm like, man, but I just don't have like a filler to put in there. Like, so now this year I just kind of like let loose and I'm like, okay, well, when I want to post, I'm going to post. If I don't feel like posting today, like I won't post it, which I know if I was more like, active I guess like my following would grow and stuff but I'm not I don't feel like I'm trying to care to grow my following like that I know it can happen but I just I feel like I don't know because I do it myself I'm just kind of you're doing really great thanks just for those listening you have over 1800 followers and above average engagement rate. So engagement rates usually around 3% and you're usually around 5% or higher. Okay. So you're, you're killing it. You're you're doing a great job. And that only like the only engagement that I can see is likes and comments. I can't even see saves or if someone messages Mm -hmm. someone else, um, one of your posts. So that that you probably have an even higher engagement rate. So you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks. And I like that about letting loose. I feel like that has been a trend where it's not, especially, uh, you know, we're mainly talking about Instagram, but it's not as important to have your feed be aesthetically pleasing or focus on like making sure that it's perfect. It's now about or more about being in the moment and showing that authentic side of like, you know, it's not perfect, but you know what? That's okay. Right. Right, right. And I feel like when I when I was like trying to be like aesthetically pleasing on my social media, like, I feel like I wasn't really being myself. So yeah, a lot I used to be on my stories a lot. Um, 
but I, like I said, I just kind of backed off. Uh, sometimes it's hard to stay motivated to like post. Um, so I'm like, I try to do my best. (laughs) Yeah. How do you get, uh, your client's permission for showing the transformation, the before and afters that must be a little challenging. So I have people sign a consent form before they uh, come into an appointment in their forms. I also note that there could be some uh, pictures and if they feel comfortable with me sharing, they just say this. And then if they're like, mm, no, I don't want to, then I'm like, okay, I don't push it. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any advice for other business owners when it comes to social media? What sort of posts do best for you or how can they be themselves on social? I like to do a lot of uh, interaction with people on my stories. I like to post like uh, quizzes or polls or whatever, like Q and A's. And that's where I kind of show up a little bit more than like posting on like, like my stories or, I mean, not my stories on my like page. I feel like social media is very like uh, influenced. Like you can get sucked into like, oh, this person has their social media like this, or this person runs their business like that, but everybody's journey is different. So you show up how authentically you want to show up. You know, when I was newer into like when I first opened my business, that's, I feel like I showed up a little bit more. So my recommendation would be to show up for your audience, who you're looking for, what type of client are you trying to bring in? Are you for everybody? Are you for a specific type of person? I feel like that's who you want to direct your, I guess, like posts and whatever social interaction you do. And I feel like that, I feel like that will get you the person you're looking for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping the client in mind or the who your ideal client is in mind when it comes to posting. Yes. Uh-huh. Over the past five years, celebrating your five-year anniversary this year, what would you tell your past self about overcoming challenges along the way? Man, <laughs> so many things. How do you get through it? Man, you do your best. That's how I get through it. I do my best. I would tell myself, that man five years ago I was a whole nother person and I didn't see myself having employees or even teaching what I do just I thought it was going to just be me and myself and I feel like just letting go and trusting the process is definitely something that I would tell myself like just just trust the process just go with the flow. Things happen for a reason, as like cliche as that might be. It's so true. Like all the ups and downs you're going to go through in business, personally, just everything. I try to not let like my, my outside life affect coming into work. Like as soon as I'm into work, I'm in work mode. I don't let my personal life kind of invade my workspace because I feel like I've created like this sacred, I guess spot for me and my clients and I remember working for somebody else I would have a bad day at home or whatever get in arguments with people and then bring it to work like still be stuck in a bad mood like I would tell myself don't be so (laughs) self-centered don't be so self-centered and selfish and just be nicer and you know do things the right way and you know it'll be okay so I would tell myself that what 
are your future plans or goals for expanding your business, offering new services? Or what do you see in if you come back on for your tenure? Anniversary, in my tenure, we'll, we'll talk again, huh? About? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm currently looking to expand my business to hire on more employees. I don't know where it's going to take me. I really don't. And I'm like I said, I've never imagined myself having employees, let alone like a bigger business. But I think that I, I know I can do it. If I didn't, if I'm doing it now, I know I can in the next five years, probably even I, even over the weekend, I was just talking to my partner. What if I open a second location rather than just one big one? I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure. That is a big decision, but it sounds like your gut has been right for you. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever it tells you, I would imagine would be the right choice. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Because, man, sometimes I'm like, man, girl, are you really thinking this? (laughs) But like I said, trust the process. Yeah, right. Trust the process. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave for other business owners who, you know, we talked about a mentor being a few steps ahead of you. If you're a few few steps ahead of someone else, maybe someone celebrating their one year anniversary or two year, do you have any words of wisdom to leave with them? Just keep showing up, show up on the days you don't want to show up literally every day, (laughs) every single day and repeat that process every day because Maybe you have goals and you're literally one day away from like getting that like big, like, yes, or like just your next step, just always show up and just be real, be true to yourself and to your beliefs and to really your vision. I have this canvas in my, in my studio that says, live your dream, live your dream. And it's my constant, like everyday reminder, like you're working towards a dream. I feel like that is something you do by showing up, showing up and not giving up. Brenda, if our listeners love you, which of course they do, there isn't even an if there, if they love you, they want to connect with you on social media or what can they do? How can they connect with you? They can follow me on Instagram. I only have Instagram at Tracy. I am located in Tracy, California, about, I don't know if you're familiar with California, but I'm about 30 minutes-ish away from the Bay Area. So not that far from like San Francisco. Well, maybe about an hour, but but it's a cool little town to find me in. Excellent. And you have a brow line of products? I do. I do. I had my brow uh, cosmetics for the last two years. I have four different eyebrow products that are just universal for everybody. Even if men want to use my products, there is a product for, for somebody to use. Excellent. And I will say for those listening who can't see her eyebrows are perfect, of course. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thanks. And thank you so much for joining me today and having this discussion. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you for having me as your guest. I had a good time. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the Credible Brand Podcast. Please visit wigfieldco.com. That's W-I-G-F-I-E-L-D-C-O.com. From there, get links and show notes pertaining to this episode. Send us an email at info at wigfieldco.com if you'd like to be a guest on a future show.